This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the $100 is Zach Ferran. He's a 22-year-old Apple employee, and he's listening to the show and loving it. For your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now, and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it to enter. Coming up tomorrow morning, Top Tribe, you're going to hear from Scott Volker, and he's going to break down how he uses BSRs on Amazon to sell 307 grand in one month alone. Okay, Top Tribe, good morning. Fall is well in season and winter is approaching, and cuddle up and listen to this episode with Nylan McBain. Now, Nylan had a front row seat to the early stages of digital marketing in Silicon Valley, and she's brought that experience to several top retailers' marketing efforts in the years since. Nylan has served as both an in-house marketer and as an agency account planner, giving her unique insight into the challenges and benefits of each. She's currently the CMO of BrainChase, an educational technology tool for kids that disguises online learning with premier curriculum providers as a massive global treasure hunt for a real life buried treasure. Nylan, are you ready to take us to the top? I am, yes. <laughs> I love this. So first things first, what were the early days of digital marketing in Silicon Valley like? Well, I actually started at one of the uh, sort of high-flying dot-coms right in San Francisco in in the Soma area at the time. Which one? Uh, it was called eGreetings.com. Okay. And I had just come out of Yale, which in 1999 was... was um, you know, still priming us for the old boys club. And I came into an office that had purple walls and mastiffs lounging in the halls. And uh, Real I, mastiffs I, or, I, or sculptures? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Real, real dogs. <laughs> this and, is uh, Mad Men. Yeah. And, and I called the CEO Mr. Somebody by his last name. And <laughs> it, was a, it was a fantastic education. But it was also, you know, a sort of flash in the pan uh, company and um, I sort of had that that front row seat during '99 to 2001, uh, watching that crash right there from downtown San Fran. How bad was it in your company? How much was raised, and then how did investors lose all the value? Um, you know, to to be honest, I was 22 years old, and all I cared about was that I still had a job. So <laughs> I I actually got promoted three times the first year I was there. Um, because there was the way was cleared <laughs> by other people um, who unfortunately were not able to stay uh, during the layoffs. So it was a kind of strange thing. But I did live right downtown San Francisco. And it was funny to see from 99 to 2001 how the sort of culture of downtown really changed. It went from being a bustling place with all these young people to being very quiet, you know, a sort of traditional financial district feeling. And now, of course, it's a completely back on its game. Overpriced. Um, Priced, coffee oh, shops, it's so bikes much more everywhere. Than the yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, nice. I was the original. <laughs> you were the original. You were the OG of Silicon Valley, yeah. the, the original gangster marketer, OGM. Yeah. Yes. Okay, Nylan, so tell me about Brain Chase. When did you get involved and why CMO? So, Braintaste is a su super fun product, and I got involved about a year ago. Um, I was 
I knew the uh, the founder, the CEO and founding couple, the founding team um, from my husband's business school experience. And I just loved what they were doing. And I have three daughters of my own who are brain chase aged, which is between second and eighth grade. And I had actually had my daughters do brain chase uh, the previous summer. And so when our friend approached me and said, I'm looking for uh, somebody to help with marketing, I raised my hand and said, you know, pick me. So it's been really, really fun. And as you described in the introduction, we are an online learning challenge. We actually curate, we vet and curate um, some of the best online curriculum providers we can find. And so we don't create our own curriculum. And one of the reasons that we do this is because one of our co-founders, Heather Staker, is actually uh, the premier researcher in the world on blended learning, which is the idea of bringing technology into the classroom. She just wrote the book called Blended. Um, And she travels all over the world, in fact, talking about how to bring technology into the classroom. So she has this this, um, unique perspective into what makes a good online um, curriculum provider. So we've vetted and and brought those together, and we've created a, pr- a proprietary student dashboard that links to each one of those curriculum partners. And the kids can actually pick three out of our current seven uh, curriculum offerings. So how and does the w- walk me through how the kids actually get signed up? Because I see I see two plans on your pricing page: the Globe of Magellan and the Premium Package. Are students signing up here, or is this really parents are signing their kids up? Yes, parents. So we actually have um, a couple of different pricing models. For the past couple of summers, we've been purely a consumer product, meaning that parents have been signing their kids up for our summer semester. And um, and we've had two fantastic summers of doing that. But as a, as a young company, you know, we wanted to challenge ourselves to find year-round revenue. And so what we're doing is this spring, we're actually offering an after-school version of our program to YMCAs and other private after-school organizations, as well as school districts and individual schools. And uh, they will be doing a whole different semester of Brain Chase during the spring. We'll run our summer program again this coming summer, but that's allowing us to have a year-round um, year-round revenue stream. The different pricings that you're seeing uh, depends on whether they want to add, put some add-ons to their package. So we add a backpack and a T-shirt and a patch that they can put on, so that they really feel like they're adventurers. Our 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 brand is built on this idea of adventure learning, and so uh, as an online learning platform, we try and bring in a lot of the physical and you know yeah. offline adventure elements. Uh, I through love our that. Premium. I love that. And I want to get to that in a second. I, I don't understand yet the pricing model. So let's just jump into a real world example. How much revenue did you guys do last month? And then I want to ask questions about how that breaks down. So we we don't have a revenue model per month because we are so far we've been a seasonal business. We're okay. launching our after school program in the spring, which will be our next revenue driver. But last summer we had two thousand kids participate. Our okay. first summer we had five hundred, so we had four times growth um, year over year, and we're expecting to at least double that this coming summer as well. So so in twenty fourteen that summer you had two thousand kids sign up. Is that right? Yes. Okay, and help me understand. No, sorry. In 2014, we had 500 kids sign up. In 2015, summer of 2015, we had 2,000 kids sign up. Okay, 2,000. And what is each kid paying on average? Uh, So last summer, they were paying $199. And we've actually been able to get the price down to $149 for this coming summer. We pay licensing fees to each one of our curriculum providers, uh, which is why, you know, we we have a price point that of that of that size we also provide real life adventure tools to the to the kids that we send them through the mail um so that's where some of the uh the 
the actual cost comes in on our side. So let me just do the math. So in 2015, you had 2,000 kids come through. They paid on average uh, 149 bucks, right? They had paid 199 last summer. Okay, and when, but when you say last summer, I'm trying to understand if you mean oh, 2015 I mean or 2014. 2015. I mean okay. 2015. Got it. My head's already, you know, moving <laughs> on. So, so I'm going to do the math just so Top Trap can understand kind of a sense of scale and size. So again, at 199 bucks a pop and 2,000 kids, guys, it's about 400 grand in revenue in the summer of 2015. 15. And Nylon, you're, you're, you know, you're attacking a problem that a lot of Top Tribe listeners have, which is seasonality. So, you know, they have these things. Maybe they're heavy on retail, so they're seasonality is around the holidays or they're like you guys it's spring summer or it's a camp and it's about oh, just over the summer so again now now that we understand the pricing model tell me how you're trying to create a more predictable flow of income we are introducing these two traditional school year semesters okay so as i mentioned the spring semester will be starting in february we will be doing our summer semester again starting in june and then in the fall we will have an, a fall semester starting in october so we feel with the three year-round semesters we will be able to even out our revenue uh, and this is different than the way we started our model we definitely started as a summer only program mm -hmm. um, but you, part of this was driven from the fact that we you know we we became aware of the need uh, in the after-school market of giving kids access to some of these online tools in, in, in the, you know, at, at, during, during this key time that they don't want to make it feel like more school, but they want to have something fun that the kids are motivated to do. And our program is certainly motivating. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I love the adventure built in. It makes me feel like I'm jumping into like a, a the Goonies or something. One of my yes, favorite, exactly. one of my favorite movies. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but help me understand. So we're ending 2015. What do you go? What are you guys predicting revenue is going to look like in 2016 with this new pricing model? Well, we are hoping that with the lowering of our pricing from 199 to 149, we will be able to at least double our participation over the summer months, if not if not triple it. So our goal is at least 4,000 participants um, next summer at 149. So you think you'll break? You guys think you'll break a million next year? That's the goal. Absolutely. Yes. Very cool. Okay, great. So now that we understand the numbers, how are you signing people up? I mean, especially because the, you know, a lot of top tribe folks, sometimes the person actually using the tool or app or software or membership site is not the person actually buying. That's also your case. The parent is buying and the kid mm -hmm. is actually going through it. So who are you actually selling to? Well, that's a great question. We've talked a lot about that as we approached the 2015 summer. Uh, we really do have three audiences, uh, and two of them are have purchase power, and one only has influence. <laughs> of course, that one being the kids. Um, the the ones with purchase power are the parents and the teachers. Um, we had a program last summer where teachers were incentivized to tell their students about Rain Chase, and then we gave them um, a reward in the form of classroom supplies. Uh, so we we. Spoke, we spoke both to parents and to teachers uh, for last for last summer, the 2015 program. Um, and the way we did that was to really appeal to the jobs to be done for those particular groups, specifically for parents. In the summer months, um, there is a concern about summer learning loss. That's the, the slide that kids experience during those three months when they're not in school. Mm -hmm. And our program is you know uniquely designed to tackle that because it has kids doing reading, writing, and math every day for the summer in bite-sized chunks at their own personal skill level. Um, and it motivates them with this carrot of this, you know, semester long adventure um, and and ultimately this huge prize of this $20,000 prize at the end. Um, 
and so we, we talked a lot about summer learning loss um, our first summer. Uh, we Coming into um, this, it's that meaning the tw- summer of 2014. So yep. Coming into the summer of 2015, um, I shifted the messaging a little bit because I felt like the, the, the parent base that could afford a 199 product for their student over the summer might not be as concerned about summer learning loss as some of the more underserved uh, communities where summer learning loss is 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 more of a problem. Uh, the the people that could afford 199, we found through surveys, um, you know, were more interested in sending their kids off to coding camp or cooking yep. class or something like that, swimming and tennis. Um, and so that led us to this expanded um, elective strategy that we're embarking on for this coming year, where we're we're adding actually a whole engineering component an engineering curriculum option for the spring. We're adding art, we're adding nutrition and yoga and coding and typing and all of that. So we feel like we're going to be able to serve that population well, Nyla, and appeal to those parents. Yeah, I, I love the different approaches you guys are taking, especially because I just think learning in general, even higher education is going to go under so much reform. And it's the seeds that you guys are planting that I think is ultimately going to change that reform. In fact, this reminds me a lot of the episode 110 that we did with Anurag Agarwal. He left Wall Street, uh, Nyland. He was making a million bucks a year on Wall Street. And he left and launched this nature company that allows like students, it's called Junior Explorers. To, Junior like, Explorers. Yeah, yes, you we know, partnered with them. Oh, very cool. See, I yeah. love that. I love it. Such a small family. They're crushing it, though, and I love what they're doing with VR and learning at zoos and things like that. You guys have this whole – I'm reading on your website – you know, people go through your courses and they have the opportunity to find like a $10,000 prize buried under a rose bush somewhere in the world. Is that real? Yep. Oh, it's absolutely real, and that's the. Mo- <laughs> I'm signing up. I'm sold. That's the motivating structure that I, that I, that I'm referring to. When the kids do their academic work through all of these different platforms, they unlock animated episodes of a real life of a wow. of a real adventure series that we've created, an animated adventure series. And in the animations, there are clues leading to the location of a real life buried treasure. And the first summer, 2014, the the treasure was um, a globe of Magellan uh, that was buried in the south of France and the winner got to take a trip over there to un- unbury it and uh, to unearth it and won a $10,000 cash prize. Wow. And this past summer in 2015, the treasure was a golden sunstone of Cortez and it was in Fuji, Japan. Uh, and a boy from Oregon, an eight-year-old boy from Oregon got to take that trip. So no, it's absolutely real. And that's what we say, you know, the, the idea of mashing up Hollywood and education is kind of the... Um, the, the golden child the right now of, of yeah, of, of edu- the education industry, educational technology industry. So we feel like, you know, that's that's really uh, the prime space that we're in. Well, Nyland, I want the top tribe to go read your website. They know your revenue model. They know the pricing model. And I want them to go reverse engineer what you're doing so they can apply it to their own niches that they're in. So I'll link to all of this in the show notes at NathanLacka.com forward slash the top 127. Again, the top tribe, that's NathanLacka.com forward slash the top 127. Nyland, my heart is beating as I sit here and uh, suck in through my nose the steam coming off my tea this morning. But before we get into my favorite part of the episode. Tell me real quick, if people want to follow you personally online, where can they do that? Uh, they can do that at um, Nyland McBain. At My handle on, twi- on Twitter and Facebook is, is uh, Nyland McBain. Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win a hundred bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes. And then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703 703- 
703-431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter. 703-431-2709. Top Drive, one of my favorite tools that I use to pump out great blog content and to really hire growth hackers on demand is Growth Geeks. It's a great tool. I use it for my blog, for my images, to help with the podcast production. And I worked out a great deal with the founder because he was on the show. Go to growthgeeks.com forward slash the top to start a free trial right now. Again, growthgeeks.com forward slash the top. Great. Okay, Nylon, do you know what time it is? Come on, come on. I don't. Oh, she got her tongue. She's stumped. It is time, Nylon, for the famous five. Are you ready? No, oh, yes, I am. You know, I, 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 I. No, I, no, you can't never. backtrack now. I, you already lost it. Number okay. one, Nyland, what's your favorite business book? Um, it's called Rework by the founders of 37 Signals. We're a small office and we have offices in Salt Lake City and Austin, Texas. And um, I love the way that they have set up a virtual workplace. Jason Freed. Number two, yes. Nylon, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? Um, you know, I, I have to go back to Jason Fried. Actually, I follow him on Twitter and I just love what he's doing. So it's, that goes hand in hand with the book. Jason Fried. Okay. Number three, Nylon, one of my favorite online tools is this thing called growth geeks. It's basically like I can hire a growth hacker on demand. Do you have a favorite online tool that you're just addicted to? Um, you know, I actually have to say Kickstarter because I feel I love giving to projects, even in just small amounts. And I love what they're doing um, to sort of make the world a better, better place. And uh, I so I'm, I'm actually a troll on Kickstarter <laughs> in a good way. I, 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 I lurk on, on Kickstarter to find things that um, feel like I feel like I can actually make a difference. OK, um, contribute to number four, Nylon. Are you married, single? Do you have kids? I am married with three kids. Holy mackerel. So here's a big one. Yes or no? Do you get eight hours of sleep every night? No. <laughs> How many? Oh, last night I got four or five. Woo. So, uh, But that wasn't a good example. I, it's usually maybe six or seven. Okay. Okay. Last question. Number five. Take us back to your 20-year-old self, Nyland. What do you wish you knew? How flexible I would have to be with um, this idea of a career and um, that I was going to have to to be willing to roll with the punches a lot more than certainly my parents' generations who were, you know, very traditional uh, lawyers uh, ever conceived of being in their old school law firms. Well, I can tell you this podcast is not for buttoned up, blouse wearing, button down wearing corporate people. That's what HBR <laughs> is for in these shows. I love it. I love your story, Nylon. You know, you took us back to the early days of Silicon Valley when 1999, the big crash happened. You've now joined a startup in Brain Chase. You're growing super fast, did over 400 grand or sorry, aiming to do over a million dollars here in 2016. Nyland, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday. Yesterday, you guys heard from Brian Kramer, who broke down how he wrote his first book in four days and sold 15,000 copies. Go listen to that now.